Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good morning. It is the 7th of March, and it is 7 a.m. Central Time when we're doing this stream. I'm going to be joined today by Eric Gajewski of Trad Cat Night. Looks like Paul Kramer, Father Paul Kramer, is going to be dialing in when he's available. Uh, but we're going to kick off the discussion with Eric. Eric, welcome to the program, sir. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Not bad. Good. Hey, this is your second time on Restoring the Faith, so that makes you a regular uh <laughs> right there you go last time last time we you were on last time erica gajewski from tried cat night was on uh we were talking about catholic prophecy um and eschatology and that was mainly in the context of the pandemic uh since then uh mm-hmm. seemingly war has broken out in the eastern part of europe it involves russia which is tied obviously to our lady of fatima and ukraine now, one of the things that Eric was telling me, and, and the the reason for this show, in fact, uh, or part of the reason for this show, is that Our Lady actually has some not-so-well-known apparitions in the Ukraine and makes some specific predictions about uh, Ukraine and Russia. And so I thought that was that was pretty interesting. I don't know much about it, Eric. Uh, yeah. Sure, buddy. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Uh, for those new to my work, uh, probably most of you have heard of me, Father Paul Kramer was my former uh, spiritual director, and uh, we bring Father Kramer on. We've got Mike coming on. As a matter of fact, uh, Mike, just to kind of remind you, you and Anthony Stein will be on my live call and radio show. So a chance for you all to listen into uh, not only what Anthony and Mike and I will be talking about, but you'll be able to call in, ask questions, comments. Uh, it'll be a good time. But yeah, certainly a lot happening. Of course, as you know, Mike, I think I get the labels being the quote unquote Catholic end time guy and Catholic uh, eschatology prophecy being sort of my forte and what I'm known for. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, right, we've gone from uh, talking about COVID every day. Now we're talking about <laughs> war every day, seemingly, right? And putting yeah. um, pandemic on the back burner. But it's funny. Uh, that... I just I put out a humorous poll on Twitter and I uh-huh. said, um, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin has cured uh, COVID. Uh, so he's clearly due for a Nobel Prize, but which type of Nobel should he get? Nobel in peace, Nobel in science, Nobel in medicine, Nobel in economics? Right. 
right, right, right. That's it, buddy. And uh, but I, I do want to come back to the pandemic thing at some point uh, later because uh, for those of you thinking like this is over, it's just the start. Corona was just the start of the fun uh, for all this. As a matter of fact, I put a new report up on my TikTok this morning in regards to. A, a potential pestilence pandemic on the rise that I wasn't even aware of. I keep track of this stuff on a daily basis, but it's called the Crimean Congo hemorrhagic um, uh, fever, uh, mm-hmm. which is apparently being spread throughout Africa and Europe right now. So we're keeping our eyes on that. Wait just one second, because Father Kramer is messaging me right now, uh, and I'm telling him it's video. Uh, so hopefully father will be here in uh, just a moment forgive uh, my poor logistics i i uh i sent the uh i sent the link late it's uh, mea culpa to to the rcf audience but we will be excited once father paul kramer does get in here but uh, anyway continue yeah no I, I i mean when bill gates is talking about the next pandemic uh and he and he specifically mentions you know um uh, a couple different viruses that, that he's scared about including smallpox mm-hmm. uh you know, Russia had a weaponized version of smallpox that was 200 times deadlier than the naturally occurring yeah. variant. They had vats and vats and vats of this stuff. And then 91, when the wall came down and the empire dissolution, you know, nobody knows where it went. One drop of this thing would could mm-hmm. wipe out, you know, most of humanity and the vats of it are unaccounted for. Yeah, no, dark uh, as a part of the dark winter script going back to 2004 is like a 50 page report. That is a part of uh, the protocol, if you will, that uh, smallpox will be uh, released. It'll be blamed on Russia. Three cities will be hit at first, Oklahoma City, Philly and Atlanta. And we're seeing some early headlines from some months ago indicating that we could be very well underway to that. There was an article that came out. Uh, indicating that there was a uh, a vial, a suspicious vial outside of a Philly lab uh, named uh, labeled smallpox. So uh, I'll get to that here in uh, as a part of the germ games portion of what I wanted to talk about. But basically, my my opinion is actually very unpopular. What I've done, I've gone out like into traditionalist website, and I'm seeing like everyone's kind of talking about. Yeah. And you, when you came onto the program, we, we talked about this a little bit too. There, there's basically, I think three positions and i hold the un, probably the unpopular one the third position when talking about russia you've got of course the liberals in this country saying okay russia bad guy type of thing then you've yeah. got like kind of the neocon outlet which is saying us nato is just the bad guys my position is there are no good guys uh that mm-hmm. i think russia is concealing it's a communism i think they've got a veneer being put on the surface level they want to be labeled as democratic as conservative as quote unquote Christian. So I wanted to work through nine points. I'm actually going to give you a Gorbachev quote. You know what? I'll throw the Gorbachev quote at you um, immediately here, right off of the bat. This is back in the 80s or 90s, and this is what he had to say. He said, gentlemen, comrades, don't be concerned about all that you hear about glasnost and perestroika and democracy in the upcoming years. They are primarily for outward consumption. There will be no significant internal changes in the Soviet Union other than cosmetic purposes. The plan, the purpose is to disarm Americans, let them fall asleep. So when I read, well, you know, I fly by a motto here, Mike, at Tradcat Night, break free from the commie left fake news, but also the neocon uh, fake right news. So Fox yeah. News, Newsmax, like RT, all that kind of stuff. And, and you I, can say you can say the word on this program. You call them the Zio right, and I think that's I think that's correct. Right. Yeah. Is that all right? So what I'm saying as Catholics is this. 
we we don't have a dog in the fight. We do know in the end that Russia does convert, right? We know Russia and France are going to be pivotal uh, in these times. But as of right now, there are no good guys. So I'm going to go through nine points, if I could, uh, very briefly, and we'll, we'll kind of tie it into prophecy, and hopefully uh, Father Kramer will jump in. Now, I think Father Kramer, Father Kramer and I very rarely disagree in area, in, in you know, just in general. This mm-hmm. is going to be one area because I think he's a little bit more pro-Putin and pro-Russia than I am at this point. Uh, immediate, right off the bat, like day one of the quote-unquote invasion, however you want to put it, I saw articles all throughout neocon media. Uh, Putin is just trying to restore Christendom. Well, the problem with that is the Russian Orthodox are not a part of Christendom. <laughs> They're heretics yeah. and schismatics per yeah. Catholic teaching, so that's not possible for them to be uh, restoring Christendom. Uh, the second point I want to make is, and I'm going to elaborate more on this on my article uh, behind the paywall today at tradcatnight.org, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church in its more modern times has just known connections to the KGB. We're being told that Putin is ex-KGB. Patriarch Kirill has a lot of evidence uh, to suggest that he is KGB. Um, so do I believe, you know, you know, Putin's left the KGB? I don't think so. Um, there's Russian ties also to just communists in general. Take a look at the alliance, who the people who they've aligned themselves with. China? I mean, come on, really? Islam? I mean, take a look at, uh, you know, what they've been doing even before uh, this outbreak, you know, in decades past. So they've got that sort of uh, Russo-Islamic kind of tie. Even Erdogan uh, came out yesterday showing support uh, for Russia. We all should know as Catholics that's not a good thing. Uh, Catholic prophecy always indicates that Russia slash Moscow is evil and is the bad guys. I referenced to Blessed Anna Emmerich, which talked about uh, Moscow, the land of evils, and also Blessed Sister Aello, who talked about how Russia will be spurred on by Satan to mm. attack the West, right? Because we're going to be attacked via Catholic prophecy. So missiles are coming, and we'll elaborate uh, more on that here shortly. But then also overrun uh, Europe. Uh, so because the world has not uh, repented, has not converted, it has not paid heed to all the crazy uh, natural uh, like disasters that have been happening, uh, ultimately, uh, Russia is going to attack us. Uh, also consider this, and I don't, I don't even think we talked about this when you came on my podcast. You guys can check out my podcast uh, with Mike that we did. What was that? Uh, this past week at tradcatnight.org. Um, but did you happen to catch the, um, the, the the tanks that put the Soviet flag up um, going down <laughs> uh, south into Belarus on one major European uh uh, river uh, did you oh, see boy. that one no no i, I missed that what, no, what was yeah that? they put up the soviet flags there was a, there was a division of of tanks that didn't actually use the modern day you know russian flag it actually used the soviet flag and so i, I put it up and i was joking around i was like um you know comrade uh you know whoever uh vlad must have not have gotten the the memo that we don't put the the uh the soviet flag up until we actually take all of uh, europe <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so uh you must have missed the message i'm sure he got fired from his tank division well it was actually a bunch of tanks it wasn't just one so i i, I was like come on really i mean this is getting ridiculous um but then also just to, the the script for world war three we're now uh, been talking about uh, cyber attacks and cyber wars, right? It's not yeah. a day that doesn't go by that we're going to hear about anonymous attacking Russia. Now, Russian, um, uh, you know, top agencies talking about how they're going to attack us. This has been long a part of the script, this extended uh, blackout. As a part of the germ games, too, because I know I've had a lot of people come and message me and they say, well, Eric, 
Russia is just trying to go in there and take out the bio labs. And I'm like, great. That's all a part of the script because a part of the dark winter script is that Russia is going to uh, get after our labs next. Why do you think they're going to be hit at Atlanta first? Because that is where they say um, uh, smallpox is here uh, in America. So it's just sort of like a tit for tat, you know, back and forth type of situation. And we cover the economic um uh, you know, what's been the result of economic sanctions between the East and the West. And it's only to further uh, the digital currency. Right now, Russia is going to be going to the digital ruble. That is their plans. You already have China using their digital yuan. You've got Australia moving to their digitized version, the European Union moving to their digitized version. So after Russia hits us with a cyber attack, then smallpox, in my humble opinion, then the missiles. Guess what we're going to be talking about here uh, in the West after economic collapse, after martial law is declared. This is all in the dark winter script. This is not crazy Eric throwing up conspiracy. This is from a 50-page document, folks, from our own government in 2004 that I've been warning about media appearances since uh, November. So uh, this is what we have all in front of us. Mike, I'm going to hand it back to you. I can start to get a little bit more specific Talking more about Fatima, we can talk about uh, Garibandal, we can talk about this Alos Erlmile character that has an interesting prophecy on how World War III gets kickstarted. But uh, mm-hmm. I did want to throw that out there before Father Kramer comes in here, because I, I think Father is going to have a little bit more of a, a pro-Russia spin on this. But Now, I, I do think that's a good primer, and I think that has sort of how you've laid it out. Those are the three uh, predominant opinions. On Friday night, if you didn't catch the rundown, uh, we, we, brought on, um, we brought on Bill Jasper from New American magazine. Uh, we brought on yeah. Benedict Carter, who's lived in Russia for 12 years, a traditionalist who lives in Fatima, Portugal, of all places. And, you know, we had a diversity of opinions even within the, that crowd, Eric. I mean, there were some, there were uh, quite a few comments that were saying, look, uh, because everyone is lining up and saying that Russia is bad, uh, you know, from Anderson Cooper. Uh, to Fox News, to uh, to right wing radio, uh, everybody seems to agree with it. Even uh, Hollywood elites. Then I probably mistrust it. You know what I mean? So, um, and I, and I and I, I think that I think that uh, you know you look at some of the pro family policies that Putin has enacted. Uh, he's anti porn. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, unfortunately he's 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 pro abortion. Uh, but then again, so is Zelensky. And let us not forget the fact that Zelensky is probably a puppet, uh, a pro-U.S. puppet. He's a he's a Jewish comedian, um, you know, who's who's uh, an entertainer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, now he's he's an actor. Maybe he's a crisis actor. I don't know. Uh, but but I think you're right. I mean, the the probably the most reasonable position on this right now is to hold back and say, I don't, I don't condemn either one i don't i don't i don't really think that either one is a good guy or the bad guy i think they're both mixed bags uh certainly putin is kgb and to your point i just want to i want to tee off on one one thing that you said that i think is really really desperately important here uh and is it is the fact that the the kgb church in moscow uh the russian orthodox church they're the inventors of uh communism baptized by catholicism and mm-hmm. it's and it's called liberation theology they're the ones who authored it they created it they injected it into the western church especially in the southern hemisphere and that liberation theology that you know crypto communist version of catholicism is the theology which uh, jorge bergoglio grew up around was mm-hmm. immersed in and has adopted uh when he lived in argentina so 
Um, the errors of Russia have spread. They continue to spread. And I think one thing I wanted to bring up with you on the show while we wait for Father Paul Kramer to join as well is this notion of the consecration of Russia. Now, I know we talked about it on your show, but I want to bring it to the forefront here to the Restoring the Faith audience because, you know, a lot of people, especially neocons, especially the John Paul II Catholics, especially the, you know, everything's going to be okay, reform of the reform types, they say, well, Russia was consecrated. You know, the, the Pope St. John Paul the Great, he consecrated the whole world. It doesn't work that way. And look, if we were living in the time of peace and an era of peace, uh, Eric, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I don't think that we would have Russian tanks driving down Belarus Avenue right now. How right. can anybody argue that we're living in the in the age of peace? Yeah, can you imagine what tumultuous times would be if we're living in the age of peace? I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, there are individuals out there. Um, I'm not even going to mention uh, names here, but you all know who they are that are uh, suggesting this, and it's completely uh, laughable. Uh, I did want to mention a few, uh, a few points here. As I, I saw a few people saying a few things in the chat room. Uh, there was one mystic, since we're talking about prophecy, his name was Rufini, R-U-F-F-I-N. I and perhaps Father Kramer can talk about this a little bit more, more because uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, he had a friend, I think that was actually friends uh, with Ruffini, but he had um, the stigmata, was a, a Catholic uh, mystic, I guess you could say, and he said that um, the Pope after Benedict XVI would do the consecration. Now, as you know, Mike, and maybe some of your people are not aware, I was the first to come out in Catholic media and suggest that Benedict was the 16th was uh, the true Pope uh, mm-hmm. long before Father Kramer, long before Ann Barnhart and, uh, you know, the Taylor Marshalls and Patrick Coffins. And when you follow Catholic prophecy, it's quite clear that Benedict the 16th is the true Pope to flee Rome, in my humble opinion. Matter of fact, I think he knows that his time is a drawing a very short, uh, so if that thesis is correct, and it's the Pope after Benedict XVI, here's how I kind of see it playing out. Because we know per the, uh, the Fatima message that the consecration would be done late. So great first step, Ukrainian uh, Catholic bishops uh, indicating they want uh, the, uh, the consecration of Russia and Ukraine to be done. Problem is, Francis is not interested in doing it. Let's be honest, and I'm, I'm being very nice uh, when I say that I could be a little bit more uh blunt than that be cheeky (laughs) (laughs) be cheeky uh so if benedict the 16th is the true pope and we know he's surrounded if you will as catholic prophecy suggests uh by those who do not want to go in the direction of Mm -hmm. the consecration of russia my suggestion to you is after russia and islam invade europe which is what catholic prophecy indicates Mm -hmm. in conjunction with that you're going to see the um occupy the vatican movement spring up again because you're going to start hearing more you know pederast stories pedophilia stories. they gotta even ramp up the anti-catholic hatred even more per what blessed anna emmerich says this is when uh the pope decides to flee rome Okay. Interesting. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Primo, I think it was the 16th century, indicated that this end time pope to flee Rome would pass through Cologne, Germany. And we all know we had uh, Ratzinger's uh, brother George just recently died, and he was somewhat close uh, to Cologne. If I'm not mistaken, Benedict actually even made a stop there last year uh, at Cologne. Um, shortly before seeing his uh, brother. So I believe that he's going to be killed somewhere in Europe as the vision of prophecy suggests, right? The, 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 the vision, the second part of uh, the message of Fatima. Then it's the Catholic prophecy says it's going to be about two years before we even get a true Pope, because at that time, what will be in Rome is the apostate church of darkness 
that um, Our Lady of uh, La Salette said, that Padre Pio talked about, that mm-hmm. Blessed Anna Emmerich said. So if the if the faith is not in Rome anymore, it means it has to be somewhere else, right? So I have been suggesting to people that it will, in the very least, obviously end up in Europe temporarily. And we, we look at church history and we see how this has happened a few times during a tumultuous period. I think one time specifically it went to a location in France. Yeah. Um, but, uh, my, my point is, is it's going to be done late after war has already started. So it's going to be the great Holy Pope to come in my humble opinion, Peter too, that does this consecration. So we're still at least two, maybe three years away f- before it actually being done. And just keep in mind with the, the, the Kickstarter in all this, cause I think people are just going to stay locked in on Russia, Ukraine. It's yeah. basically the beginning of World War III. And I think we mentioned this on the program uh, that you did with me the other day, that we got to keep our eyes on the China-Taiwan situation, what's happening in India and Pakistan. They've been going at it, and they've got a, a, a nuclear arsenal, too, that that rivals a good number of people in the world. And then the Middle East, it's going to be sides forming. you got the Zionist kind yeah. of kickball team to the left, and on the right, you got the Russian-Islamic, uh, china alliance on the right that's how it's playing out and all i'm saying is a catholic i mean heck the vatican's not even catholic these days why are, why are we like choosing all of these countries which are uh in the very least not technically catholic including- no i mean i mean i mean to your point uh francis promulgated this request that all catholics around the world uh fast for peace in the ukraine that on its face would be a great idea. Problem is in New Church in Bogus Oil Land, they have two days of fasting in the entire liturgical year. And Francis chooses one of those days that you're already supposed to fast. Uh, Ash Wednesday. You know, I, I can't help myself uh, because I think I think we have to have levity. You mentioned India, Pakistan, and I happen to have this cha- this video teed up, which is the changing of the guard on, on the India-Pakistan border. Uh both sides look very menacing. Anyway, it goes on. I I'm, I don't mean to make light of the situation because I know pa- the Packies have nukes. Uh, I'm not sure. Do the Indians have nukes? I mean, look, everyone everyone has nukes at, yeah. the, at this point. Uh, and it looks like we do have Father Paul Kramer joining us. Is he fine? Uh, for the first time, welcome to uh, Restoring the Faith. Welcome to the program, Father. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, Eric, uh, your, your good friend Eric has been teeing this up father uh in terms of what we're seeing in um in ukraine with russia and eric uh laid it out as there are three reasonable opinions to have one putin is the devil two putin is saving europe and three they're both pretty bad (laughs) um where where do you fall on that issue father uh uh none of the above uh 
what Putin wants is a neutral Ukraine. Uh, he's, he's not coming in as a conqueror. Uh, he doesn't want to annex Ukraine into the Soviet Union. Uh, uh, he's, he's spelled out exactly what his intentions are and his motives. Uh, but you can no longer uh, go to YouTube or even find him almost anywhere on the Internet because uh, uh, now the, the, the Russian uh, sites have been banned. So you're only allowed to hear one narrative, which is was the Western side. And the Western side is, uh, among other things, suicidal for us. It's suicidal for Europe and North America. Uh, Putin has explained that for, for ever since the, uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union, there has been a, a predatory uh, uh, relationship between the West and Russia. Russia has immediately stepped, uh, uh, the NATO forces, the United States especially, has Im immediately become uh, predatory uh, and they, they even spell it out in some of the foreign policy documents uh, that, that, that Russia is too big, it's got to be broken up, it's got to be partitioned, because they want a unipolar uh, global dominance with one global superpower, which is the USA. And in that uh, plan, there's no place for a, a great power, for Russia to, to become a great power again. So they wanted to neutralize Russia in the sense of disintegrating Russia and breaking it up into smaller states. Uh, as time went on, uh, Putin attempted to uh, have a fruitful partnership with the, with the West, with the NATO countries, with Europe and North America. And uh, they always answered in a very predatory and at times aggressive and even threatening manner, uh, stationing uh, uh, missiles right on the Russian border. And I, I recall in an interview, now, Putin laughed in the face of the journalist uh, uh, who suggested that the, the missiles were being put on the Russian border, possibly to intercept rogue missiles, uh, rogue state missiles from someplace like Iran, mm -hmm. as if it had nothing to do with Russia. Of course, uh, now that they're, they're, they're talking about, they've been, they've been talking about uh, putting missiles into uh, Ukraine, and they're arming Ukraine as a staging uh, area for an attack on Russia. It's it's very very clear that uh, that was that was nonsensical. That it had nothing to do with Iran uh, right. attacking attacking uh, Europe, but it, it was designed to be an offensive weapon to for, to to pursue their foreign policy objective, which was spelled out in the foreign policy documents, which which was to to neutralize Russia, to break it down, to, to break it up, uh, uh, and to uh, partition it. Well, it, it's, so, it's, it definitely reminds you of the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, in which you know the United States flipped out with the idea of Russians putting uh, missiles anywhere near our borders. Uh, and yet, as you can see, uh, you know NATO continues its eastward expansion, and we're putting weapons right on uh, the border with Russia. So, you know, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. It seems to me. But I, again, uh, that's a very unpopular thing to say. All along, uh, what has been happening is the uh, the color revolutions in Eastern Europe were used to set up uh, proxy uh, states to uh, to stage aggression against Russia. Uh, and you had in, in, in Georgia, you had the ethnic cleansing of the, of the two uh, uh, regions. 
uh, uh, South Ossetia and Abkhazia, uh, which are populated by, uh, by, by ethnic Russian people. And that territory had for centuries belonged to the Russian Empire. Uh, the same thing can be said, uh, same, the same situation existed in uh, Crimea. Uh, Crimea was uh, where, the, where they had the, uh, the Winter Palace for the Tsars. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's an integral part of Russian history. That, and that, that was always, um, that was for centuries part of the Russian Empire. Uh, the idea that this is Ukrainian territory is ridiculous. What happened was uh, Stalin, as an administrative act, uh, placed Crimea into the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic. Mm-hmm. So it was still part of the same country, the Soviet mm-hmm. Union. It's, it's like taking part of uh, Pennsylvania and giving it to New York. It's still the same country. But then after the collapse of the Soviet Union, uh, Ukraine uh, became independent. And that, uh, that part of the Russian Empire... Uh, Crimea became part of Ukraine, and Ukraine itself had been part of the Russian Empire for a long time. Russia and Ukraine, of course, have a common origin. Uh, they, they both uh, come from the Kievan Rus. Uh, their, their history has been united for so many centuries that uh, the very idea of the Western powers taking possession of Ukraine and using it as a staging ground for uh, aggression against Russia is absolute. That that's that's like uh, uh, taking uh, taking taking hold of Puerto Rico and using it to to, to stage mm-hmm. missile attacks on the United States. Mm-hmm. It's something mm-hmm. that Russia will not tolerate, and, and understandably so. Mm-hmm. And what Mr. Putin is trying to do uh, is defend, protect the people in uh, eastern Ukraine, uh, uh, as, as in Abkhazia, as in uh, South Ossetia, as in Crimea. These, are, these have been uh, historically Russian territories. They're populated by Russian people. They are Russian citizens. And they've, always, they've, they've all voted in referenda uh, uh, for independence and, and some of them to, 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 be, to join the, the Russian Federation. Yeah. As is their right. According to the principle of self-determination, that these, in, these they, they voted to become independent, they became independent republics, and then they, some of them joined uh, the, the Russian Federation, like the Republic of Texas joining the United States. They had the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the Western narrative is that this is Putin uh, acting like Hitler, expansionism, uh, wants to uh, uh, create a greater Soviet Union now. And uh, what Mr. Putin wants to do is to have that area neutral, to be a buffer zone, which both the West and uh, Russia are, are in need of that buffer zone. It should not be something militarized in a very threatening, aggressive manner toward Russia. Yeah. Uh, Russia, Russia rightly, objectively sees this correctly as, as, a, as, a, as a tremendous threat to its own uh, existence, as its own its national security and its existence. So uh, uh, Mr. Putin is, is taking uh, measures to uh, to oppose that. However, the West is becoming very uh, standoffish in this matter, and this is suicidal. This is absolutely suicidal. Yeah, uh, Mr. Putin threatened consequences such as, as the history. He says such as in your history you have never experienced. So he's talking about uh, 
uh, probably a nuclear attack or or some other uh, even more frightful weapons that we don't know about. Yeah, he but, certainly uh, has hinted has hinted about that, Father, and it, it does feel like you know uh, we've put his back up against the wall, and so what choice uh, does he have? That's that's a that's a very um, I think. Uh, more complete political primer than we're going to get in the United States on any, you know, mainstream news program. But what about the spiritual component? Um, you know, uh, Eric was talking about, you know, Catholic prophecy. We're talking about Russia. Obviously, when you can't think Russia without thinking um, Our Lady of Fatima. Um, wh- what are you seeing in terms of, um, you know, the, the Vatican, uh, Russia, Ukraine? Is, has, our, has Our Lady... Has Our Lady uh, given any light into this particular conflict? Do are we seeing something that uh, we that we always knew was coming? When the third secret of Fatima will finally be uh, published, one way or the other, but when when it is evident that this is the authentic secret of Fatima, and that people can read it, then Our Lady's words are very clear. Uh, people who have read the secret have already spoken about it. Uh, Malachi Martin in particular and some of the things that Malachi has said are identical to what Pope John Paul II said in 1980 about the secret so Malachi is not uh, uh, um, telling a tall tale when he says he read the secret he, he said uh, that he received the text from Cardinal uh, Augustine Bea and he has said on, on numerous occasions that uh, in the secret uh, it, it reveals that uh, the war, the world war, uh, will have its origin, uh, will break out from, what I think he said, Moscow and Kiev. But also, he says that it is from there that our salvation, meaning the, the, not eternal, but we're talking about what will save the world from... Uh, uh, from the from this evil empire of the the global uh, republic of Freemasonry, the, the Luciferian sect, uh, the conversion of Russia and uh, with uh, Russia and Ukraine will be the the source of the of the, uh, uh, the of impetus for for uniting the the, the Christian countries in, in in fighting off the this Antichrist empire. Uh, of the new world order. If can I jump in here real quick, uh, Mike? You there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. You're on. You're on oh. screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to pick up with uh, Blessed uh, Sister Ayelo in conjunction with what I've kind of thrown out as uh, a thesis. Um, as I mentioned earlier, she said if. If men didn't repent, that Russia would be used as a scourge to not only attack the United States. I know Father Kramer and I have talked about this in times past, too, with the prophet Zachary. Uh, basically echoing what the Garabandal message said, where there will be a false detente, if you will, between the East and West shortly before the missiles uh, kind of go off. And that's exactly what Garabandal says in regards to, um, quote-unquote, Pope going to Moscow shortly before the missiles uh, start flying. So I've been warning my folks internally at Tradcat Night to pay attention to that. Over the last week or two, Francis went to 
uh, the Russian embassy there in Rome. So I think it's all kind of staged out. I guess my opinion is all this stuff has been scripted out long beforehand. I don't see it as an organic development. I do agree with Father that the West, uh, as a part of the script, is uh, provoking a Russia, and Russia is just simply going to use it and run with it. When you read Blessed Sister Iola, I'm just going to read what she says, not what I says. She says, um, another terrible war will come from the east to the west. Russia with her secret armies will battle America, will overrun Europe. So Europe's going to start getting uh, blasted with some of the advanced technologies that Russia has. She says, Russia spurred on by Satan will seek to dominate the world by bloody revolutions, will propagate her false teachings all throughout the nations, including Italy, where eventually Russia is going to raise her, her flag. Um, but the one interesting detail that I've argued that is going to stop all this, because there's, there's no one on this planet that's going to stop Russia, per, like period, because they do have advanced technology that we in the West um, haven't even seen. I'm not sure if I, I told you this off air, Mike Adams from Natural News was reporting this. And I took a lot of heat for, for, for mentioning this on TikTok, but he was saying he was getting reports of Russian uh, hypersonic, I think they're called Hell Reaper jets being reported upon being seen in the midwest i'm not saying that that's what mike adams from natural news and you know how big his following is him and steve quayle were reporting upon so it was sort of a way of putin saying like hey like don't don't mess with us anymore like the worst is about to come type of thing um but the interesting detail on how this like ends uh because as i mentioned the the um the the consecration of russia is going to be done late uh, could still be two or three years down the road. In my humble opinion, again, it'll be the Pope after Benedict XVI. Uh, but this is how it ends, uh, with God uh, specifically uh, largely punishing Russia for what it's doing. Uh, she says, see how, uh, where is it? I just lost it. Oh, here we go. See how Russia will burn before my very eyes. There's extended over an immense field covered with flames and smoke in which souls will be submerged as if in a sea of fire. And all this fire concluded the Madonna will not fall from the hands of men, meaning not being nuclear, or any kind of technology. It will be, be hurled from directly from the angels at the time of this great chastisement. Therefore, I ask for prayers. So, so my point is, I guess what I'm trying to say, if Russia is completely the good guy, God wouldn't be chastising Russia and burning much of Russia up. And I think they're going to get the message after that. This is what I've been throwing out to my folks at Tradcat Night. Like after that happens, uh, and we all know the Fatima message, right? And how Our Lady used the sun. And if the sun is used again for a coronal mass ejection, a solar flare. As I bring on some of the top uh, people who study the sun, like uh, Ben Davidson, are suggesting that uh, mm -hmm. this very much is in the realm of possibility of that happening, much like the movie The Knowing. Then I think this is when, like, that's like sort of like the the final straw. Man, that's when Russia gets the message, and it's like, okay, it's go time. They become Catholic, and we all know from there that they are uh, uh, like the backbone. They're pivotal alongside of France uh, during these times, but. Um, the prophecy, if I could, I'll throw it back to you because I want to make sure I, I get this in, is the Alo, Alo Erlmeyer, and hopefully I'm not butchering his, his name too much, but he was a, a German seer, apparently, who uh, predicted that the, the start of World War III. And what he said, basically, was you would see a leader in the Balkans who would be knifed to death by two henchmen, and that would sort of be the kickstart to World War III. I think mm -hmm. some of us would, you know, probably agree like World War III has kind of already started. So what's been thrown at us in the headlines over the last week has been uh, Zelensky, right, on the run. He's hiding out like Osama bin Laden, you know. Yeah, well, they say, do, they're right? saying, and again, I don't know what to believe in the news reporting, that he survived three 
assassination attempts right. already. Right, right, right. And uh, so apparently what is being told, and again, you know, take it for a grain of salt. You got to kind of really uh, discern between, uh, you know, the left news and the right news. Uh, but apparently they were saying that Putin had sent out some Chechenian soldiers to go out there and kind of take them out. And then some Ukrainians uh, have initially staved off like the initial wave of these sort of quote unquote hitmen. But ac- according to um, Earl Mile, it seems like one of these uh, teams is going to get to him, take him out. And then from there, I think it's really going to get heated up as if it's not, you know, bad enough already. So uh, again, Earl Meyer kind of predicted this. Um, wanted to throw that in there and I'll shut up now, Mike, so you can get in here. <laughs> yeah, Father. What I, do you I think have to fill in some of the blanks here. Uh, uh, you could recall that uh, blessed uh, Ellen Aiello, uh, she said that, that uh, Russia would overrun Europe. And while I don't uh, make a judgment about Garabandal, I leave that to the magisterium of the church, but I find some things very interesting there. Uh, it is spoken of that uh, in the in the in the uh, revelation of Garavandal that the, uh, there, these events would uh, be taking place around the time of a synod, and of course we have a synod taking place now. And the Marilodi, uh, a couple of decades ago, spoke about uh, Russia uh, making a, a, a premature attack on the West, uh, invading invading Europe, and. Blessed Elena Aiello spoke of the massive invasion of, of Europe. So at the present time, uh, I cannot fault Russia for the uh, for the actions they've taken. But uh, uh, even though Russia at the present time would occupy uh, the moral high ground in in in, in this uh, in its uh, s- struggle to protect itself from from the from the from the threat of the NATO powers, at the same time. Uh, there's the danger of overreaction, uh, and uh, there, if, if Russia were to attack the way Japan attacked the United States, they would lose that moral high ground uh, unless there were some proportionate reason that would really justify it. And uh, to say I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, uh, Japan was uh, not guilty in the in the, the way it attacked uh, its neighbors. But I'm speaking merely with the with the with its uh, situation it had with the United States. The United States was treating Japan very much like the United States is treating Russia today, trying to provoke, trying to provoke an attack. And uh, Japan, of course, uh, uh, made a very bad gamble and attacked the United States. Now, it will be different this time. Uh, we know from the the prophecies. Uh, from the third secret of Fatima, that uh, Russia is going to win this war. Uh, the NATO forces are going to be crushed. They're going to be defeated uh, dreadfully. Our Lady said to Blessed Elena Ayello that Russia will wage war on America with secret weapons. Uh, this is echoed in the in the revelation made to uh, the converted Jew Zachary. Uh, uh, he foretold in his book of prophecy, that uh, 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 this northern empire, which occupies the territory of, of uh, roughly equivalent to Soviet, the Soviet Union and its satellites and, and uh, communist China, that they would 
they would engage in a war uh, with North America. They would fire their missiles on North America and North America would be uh, vanquished, would be defeated. But then the bad news comes after that. And this is bad news for everybody, also for Russia. Uh, if Russia makes the mistake of attacking, not only does it lose the moral high ground, if it makes a premature attack, but if you study history, it's happened time and again, that when the two great powers fight it out, it's always a third power that fills the vacuum with the, from the weakened. When the, when the great titans fight, fight it out, they weaken each other, and a, a third power moves in to fill the vacuum. And that will be China. The globalists want China to be the enforcer of the new world order. China is going to be the backbone. China is communist. China is the the model, which is the the new world order is based on, and they want China to be the the police force and enforcer uh, uh, for uh, the new world order. It is revealed in the secret of Lipa, which the uh, the Archbishop of Lipa uh, uh, approved the apparition, and on the basis of a fake condemnation that never took place uh, uh, the, the 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 Vatican was 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 claiming that uh, this was not an authentic uh, uh, apparition but uh, anyways that's a long story it, it is clearly a supernatural uh, sister Melania Sunga was cured of a double reverse club foot instantaneously uh, with the water from the uh, from the spring of Lipa the message of Our Lady of Lipa is without doubt from heaven in that message, she spoke that her message there is the same as at Fatima. And she said in the secret and to uh, Teresita Castillo, who was at the time a Carmelite uh, novice, she told Car uh, Teresita Castillo two very interesting things. Uh, that China intends to invade the entire world. And that China especially has its eyes on the Philippines. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, another thing uh, that puts everything in context is how, uh, regarding the new world order, how money will be used to corrupt the whole world. These are the two most interesting elements of that secret. And, of course, the remedy. The remedy, of course, is the same as given at Fatima. It's spiritual. The rosary above all. Penance, rosary, uh, we have to, people must, as, as, as is the theme of Lent, uh, repent and believe in the gospel. They must repent and have faith. And it is the faith and patience of the saints that will conquer uh, evil. Because our Lord Jesus Christ said, fear not, I have conquered the world. So th this, is, uh, this is the whole context of the the need for the consecration and conversion of Russia. Our Lady said to Sister Lucia in 1952 that if uh, the consecration of Russia is not done, then Russia cannot be converted and the world cannot have peace. Now, with the conversion of Russia, the entire balance of power will shift against uh, the godless empire uh, the Antichrist empire of the New World Order that they're trying to establish uh, in China. Uh, 
there is in the Old Testament allusions to massive armies, almost as it were infinite in number, uh, coming from the Far East, invading the West. Uh, when I when I spoke with Teresita Castillo, uh, uh, I gave about um, after she explained the secret of Lipa, and I explained gave an overview about. I spoke for about ninety minutes on Catholic prophecy, and uh, uh, summed it up by saying that uh, China is going after after Russia attacks the West, after Russia occupies the West, and uh, then. With, with Russia being weakened, China will invade Russia and the West. And it is at that moment, and she said to me, that is exactly what they will do. And she said, China uh, is more dangerous than Russia. China is worse mm -hmm. than Russia. Now, Russia, Russia is not doing anything bad at the moment. But if Russia makes a premature attack on the West, then Russia... Uh, will assume the role uh, of the, of the evil party in this uh, in this struggle. They have, for the moment, they, they occupy the high the, the high moral high ground. But if if they if they make the mistake of uh, uh, a disproportionate uh, response and invading and conquering all of Europe, uh, they will lose that moral high ground and they will become the evil power uh, that. That they are depicted as they are depicted in the the secret of Fatima and many other uh, uh, supernatural revelations that have been made. But that, the that's an interesting point, uh, Eric. Do do you think do you agree with Father Paul Kramer that right now Russia has moral high ground, but and and they're trying to maintain it, or do you think they've already lost it? Well, again, I always go back to that Gorbachev quote, and just you know some stuff that I've seen on Putin in times past. You know, you get sort of um, a blurry picture of them. Again, in the very least, I'm going to say I'm putting red flags up on them. Um, and I'll, I'm actually coming out with an article, an extensive article that I'm working on that I want to kind of prove visually. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So I'll have that article out probably over the next uh, two days. Again, in, in my humble estimation, there are no uh, good guys in this this fight. But I do, I do want to reference a, a few things. Um, uh, Albert Pike's... Um, talking about the three world wars. Now, I'm not sure if some of you are aware, you can find this <clears throat> reference in the book, William Guy Carr's, uh, William Carr's um, Pawns in the Game. But apparently this high-ranking Freemason, Albert uh, Pike, 33rd degree Freemason, uh, was in talks with his master and lord, Satan, and basically divulged the three world war plan in order to subdue the world. And it were obviously through part one and two. But the third world war, he said this, by fomenting, by taking advantage of differences caused by the agent tour of the Illuminati between political Zionists and the Islamic sort of, and you obviously you could throw the the, the Russian-China uh, alliance into that mix. It's pretty obvious at this point. The war will be conducted in such a way that Islam and the Arab world and political uh, Islam or um, Zionism, that is, will mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, other nations divided on this issue will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, economic exhaustion. Then we will have an internal, uh, formidable social cataclysm in every nation. Think of the, the series, The Forever Purge, you know, the Purge series where it's every man goes. This is why they're going to have to declare martial law here soon because it's going to be an every man type, uh, you know, every man for himself type of situation. He says, then everywhere citizens will be obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutions. 
revolutionaries will exterminate the destroyers of civilization. You'll have a clash between atheists and Christians. Then after this exhaustive war, you will have the uh, bringing out of the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer. And this is where we get into talking about the arrival of the Antichrist onto the scene after uh, World War III, as Father Kramer and I have uh, mentioned. So that's another uh, piece to the puzzle. Um, I did want to mention this also, too. When you're talking about earth changes, and uh, I bring on some of the, the top earth changes experts, and we're kind of keeping our eyes on the skies and in and, and, uh, root of following whatever uh, people want to call this thing, a Comet X, Planet X, uh, something in Catholic prophecy is coming. St. Hildegard talked about us being hit by this comet, uh, specifically here in the West. America will be largely uh, submerged underwater. I believe that we're seeing all of these events happen before the worst of the worst in regards to Earth changes. And why Russia, in part, has moved into that territory, too, although they're not going to tell this to you publicly, is to get that rich, fertile Ukrainian land where a lot of wheat is grown. Um, so what I'm saying is there's there's a resource uh, war at play here, too. There's also obviously oil wars going on, and it ties into a very interesting prophecy that I covered uh, this past week. I found an article indicating that the Euphrates River is drying up very dramatically. And the reason why that is important, because in the apocalypse, the Asian coalition, in my humble opinion, it's not just going to be China. China's going to team up with North Korea. They're going to absorb Japan. They're going to absorb South Korea. They're going to absorb Taiwan. They are going to take the Philippines, as Father Kramer suggested. Also, Australia, I've seen. Uh, so they're really going to dominate that. But then they're going to move across, as Scripture says, through, up, through that uh, dried up Euphrates River area. And they're going to head uh, towards the Middle East, in my humble opinion, probably because that's where... Um, uh, they're thinking uh, more resources will be uh, found, oil uh, in particular. And I want to throw one more uh, point back out there. So the, the point is it's a, it's a resource war, too, uh, because, um, listen, the United Nations uh, a year or two ago was indicating 2022 is going to be the year of famine. That should be fairly obvious uh, at this point. Um, but here's the latest headline, and I'm sure both of you probably haven't heard this in your listening audience. Uh, and again, take it for a grain of salt. This was coming out by Western media. Um, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. But they're now indicating that uh, Russia is going to become even more desperate. If you've noticed that in, in the headlines in Western media, they're really you know vilifying Putin and saying you know he could do anything at any point in time, which he is going to do eventually. We know via Catholic prophecy, and they're kind of building up that propaganda. But they're now saying he's dying of terminal bowel cancer. And I kid you not. It was in the Daily Mail. It was in several uh, UK um, articles this morning that I reported upon. Whether it's true or not, uh, I have no idea. But you, could, you have a situation here where you now have Francis uh, apparently dying of pancreatitis and, and bowel issues. And now they're saying of Vladimir Putin. So it at least adds to that whole sort of like, well, Russia's kind of getting desperate. You know, Putin might make a move here soon uh, and just sort of like act off of the cuff type of thing. And I think that's the headlines that they're building up towards. Um well, but I'll give it back we, to you. Even yeah. since we've spoken, uh, Eric, uh, at, at least a quarter, if not a third of the global um, wheat supply has now uh, been restricted. You yeah. know, so uh, we're, the, the, no wheat from coming from Ukraine and Hungary is going to keep their wheat inside. Uh, why does this matter? Because, you know, it's not just it's not just the bread that we like to eat, folks. It's how we feed our animals too, our I, livestock. 
And another point uh, that I've been uh, articles that I've been seeing as a result of uh, this resource war and grain not going to be spread to various uh, Islamic countries. They're now talking about an Arab spring, but it also ties into Catholic prophecy to give Islam a reason to come from the south and move up into uh, Europe. And they've been on record as saying they want to take the Citadel. They want to take the Vatican by 2025. So, again, Catholic prophecy says uh, Russia will be there, raise their flag over the Dome of St. Peter. We know Islam's going to be moving into that area. And um, all I can say is poor, poor Europeans. I mean, we think we have it bad here in the West. Um, you know, I don't know what to say for the poor Europeans outside of, of uh, pray the rosary and, and prepare for what's about to happen. Um, and I did want to make one more point. I'll throw back to you in regards to the, the Russian invasion of Europe uh, still to come. Marie Julie Jahani points out in her prophecies that at one point uh, Russia is going to uh, bomb Paris and is going to leave less than a thousand people alive. There's like nine or ten million people in Paris right now, and we could pretty much say that's like Freemasonic, uh, you know capital <laughs> freemasonic capital there in europe uh, but it's an interesting uh detail that most catholics aren't aware of uh, and i hold uh, the prophecies of marie julie jenny um you know right up there uh so take a look at what's happening in the news back and forth between macron and putin right macron came out of that meeting was it about a week or so ago and he says uh-oh the worst is yet to come. And I just mentioned publicly, I was like, you have no idea, buddy. <laughs> I mean, right. France is going to get it. But we do know, uh, which is quite interesting, even though they're kind of fighting now, we do know Russia and France will be two pivotal nations when all is said and done in regards to the restoration of Christendom. Go ahead, Mike. And they've always had a cultural link, Father, uh, Russia and France. Um, you know, when Russia was modernizing, they took a lot of their cues from France. Uh, they sent a lot of their elites to France to be educated. Fran French was spoken by the aristocracy uh, in Moscow. Uh, and you can see it just in French literature, as you, you know, the brothers Karamazov, a very, very uh, Franco uh, obsessed in terms of culture and, and, and all that. So uh, there, there's a historical link there. And, and of course, world war in, in the world wars. Um, Father, things seem pretty dire. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to throw up your hands and say, oh, my goodness. It's also easy to just sort of like, you know, obsess over the daily um mm -hmm. prophetic events that seem to be happening and to sort of hide there uh in in terms of mentally and and spiritually that's probably not the most productive thing though for us i i would i would imagine you would agree with that assessment our lord says in the gospel when you see all these things happening uh you should uh, leap for joy because your redemption is near at hand mm -hmm. uh and he said Behold, I've I've foretold all of these things. I've told all of these things in advance. So we already know uh, well who's who's going to gain the victory in at the end, and it's going to be Jesus Christ, uh, the, the the universal King. Uh, what well, what we see happening now, uh, you say, is dire. Well, <clears throat> we have not yet begun to see the dire things. <laughs> right. Uh, Pope Benedict, uh, back in 20, back in 2010, I think it was, I think it was December 20th, 2010, uh, he, he made reference to the impending uh, collapse of civilization, of, of, of the uh, political and ju uh, juridical structures will collapse. And 
I'm sure there are people like Bill Gates and uh, Klaus Schwab who are, are, are who are very gleeful over the situation. What's happening now? This is Europe is committing suicide with its with, with its sanctions, with its opposition to Russia in such a manner that it's 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 committing suicide uh, as a response. Its response to Russia is its own suicide uh, with the sanctions. Uh, what is happening? Uh, the price of fuel has gone so high. Uh, it's it's astronomical now. That just the heating bills are, are astronomical, uh, and when when the fuel uh, prices go up, everything goes up. Uh, next winter, uh, we're going to be faced with uh, uh, people freezing to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in the northern countries, there's going to be massive uh, hypothermia. People are going to freeze to death in these countries because the the, the price uh, of, of fuel is is going to be so high. Uh, that no people will not be able to afford it. Now, here in Ireland, uh, we've already had a tremendous hike in the prices of fuel. I can't believe my my gas price to heat my house. It's just just uh, it's just gone through the roof. But also, uh, with the European Union in uh, in league with the European Union, they, they've made laws forbidding the uh, the, the cutting of peat. Uh, so and uh, they're they're going to outlaw the burning of coal, all, all on the basis all on the basis of this fake science of, of climate science, which is which was uh, concocted by the same globalists, uh, in order to deprive the human race of the of the of the resources that they need to survive. So what what climate science does, in the name of science, it's all fake. Uh, Lord Christopher Monkton has proven this. Uh, he's written extensively, uh, and he's got a website uh, ex- ex- explaining and, pre- and presenting all the evidence. Uh, what this climate science is designed to do is to shut down production of food, shut down production of uh, of of of, uh, of energy, uh, so that people will not have food, they will not have energy to heat themselves. This is designed to exterminate a large portion of the human race. And now what jumpstarts this whole process uh, are the sanctions. So that, that's one thing we see happening. There's going to be the, fi- the collapse of the financial system. That has been prophesied. Madeleine Porsa, uh, who was an illiterate uh, uh, washerwoman, uh, in her prophecies, and she's using terminology that is something that uh, you would expect uh, someone with a graduate degree in economics to be using, not uh, not someone who's never been to school and could not read or write. And she foretold the the, the total collapse of the financial system based uh, that the the, the 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 confidence in the financial system will completely erode to the point that it will it will be it will collapse like the axles coming out of the wheel. Hmm. So the, we 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 can see this is coming now already. It's inevitable. And it's the response to Russia is directly causing our own demise here in Europe. We're going to become uh, a collection of failed states very soon. And the Third World War is going to be a, two, a two-front war. Uh, it's, it's not uh, The impetus to start the World War has already begun in Ukraine, between Russia and Ukraine, as is revealed in the Third Secret of Fatima. But in many uh, many revelations, including those to a blessed Elena Aiello, we see it starting uh, the, the, the direct 
thing that will set it off to turn this regional uh, conflict into a, a global conflagration will be in the Middle East. And there are many other prophecies that, that, that say the same thing. It will, it will begin in the Middle East. Our Lady said to Blessed Elena Ayala that there will be a massive invasion. Uh, a jihad is going to be waged. Uh, they will not take the city of Rome. They will get to the gates of the city, but they will not take the city. For the, uh, for the sake of the Pope, God won't allow that. So there, there will be a Pope at the time when this happens. Right now, the Pope is Benedict, uh, and uh, he may very well be the uh, the Pope of, of, of these prophecies, but again, this is only a speculation. Uh, the, the Arabs will devastate Sicily and the Romagna region. Uh, they will not take Rome. But then Russia will come in. Russia will invade and they will place the Russian flag on the dome of St. Peter's. But then, the, by then, the, the Pope will have escaped from Rome. Uh, this is also in the prophecy of St. John Bosco. So it's going to be an interesting scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, eventually, probably, a, probably the next Pope after the one prophesied who flees Rome, probably not the same one who flees Rome, but maybe. We just don't know for sure. We'll have to wait and see how these things play out. But eventually, uh, there will be a Russian leader who will meet with the Pope. And uh, with the conversion of Russia, there will also be the conversion of the Arabs. And that will free the West, the united, uh, the, the, the resurrected Catholicism of, of, of Christian Europe uh, will join forces with Russia and, uh, and defeat the uh, the communist uh, horde from China, and then China will convert. You'll see the conversion of, uh, of, of blessed uh, uh, Anna Maria Taiji uh, foretells the conversion of China. The, the Russia, China, uh, the Arabs will convert. The Jews will convert, and that's when we'll see the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. When all the countries of the world will convert to Catholicism. This is diametrically opposed to the one world. Uh, uh, religion, uh, which uh, is being uh, promoted by Freemasonry, mm -hmm. it's a religion. Uh, it's a religion that unites all religions. It's it's a union of all religions and all of all so-called faiths. Uh, it is a, a pan-Christian union, a Christianity without dogmas. That's how that's the term they like to use: Christianity without dogmas. And this is exactly a more a simplified Christianity without dogmas, and this is precisely what uh, Bergoglio is promoting in 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 his uh, speeches, and this is exactly what Freemasonry has been pr promoting uh, aggressively uh, since the late nineteenth century, and I, I, I cite the documents uh, 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 that uh, substantiate all of this in the. In, in my second volume of To Deceive the Elect uh, on the True and the False Pope, uh, the case against Bergoglio. Uh, so I explain what is the, the, the false religion of Bergoglio. The false religion of Bergoglio is a, a, a Gnostic Masonism. And it is uh, intending to replace Catholicism, a counterfeit Catholicism. They will call themselves the Catholic Church, but it will, it will have fake sacraments. The mass will be abolished.
So we won't see the actual outbreak of World War III and the great catastrophes until the mass is suppressed. This is in the third secret of Fatima. The third secret of Fatima speaks about a movement to, by stages, gradually to introduce reforms that will lead to the abolition of the mass. And that mass will finally be, the, the valid celebration of the mass will finally be outlawed. And uh, I believe what will bring this about is the synodal church of Bergoglio. And again, this brings... This very interestingly brings us back to uh, Garabandal with the prophecy of the Synod. Uh, Father, it, 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 very interesting analysis, particularly on the suppression of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Um, we've, they've, they foretold it. I mean, when, when every single bishop in the world shut down operations in, in 2020, some of whom uh, did so at the behest of of little Fauchists uh, at their state and local levels, but many of whom just voluntarily uh, shut down their diocese and pulled the sacraments from the faithful. It seemed like looking back, that's a dress rehearsal for you know the real show. That's a dress rehearsal for how the church intends to uh, totally capitulate to the to any pressure put on it. Um, and well, I, I was worried on this. There was there was a three and a half billion dollar bailout given to the United States Catholic Church, uh, spread spread out throughout nine thousand different LLCs, each of which applied for and obtained PPP loans and grants. Uh, even uh, Donald Trump was uh, was was bragging about the millions of dollars that he personally procured for. Cardinal Dolan and Catholic schools. Um, so there's a huge bailout there. I know there was a bailout in Europe as well. Um, do you think, do you see it? And I want to kick it over to Eric too after this. Do you see what happened with the, with the Corona pandemic and the shutdown of the Catholic church and the, and the suppression of, of mass worldwide as, uh, as foretelling how it's going to be, how, how that's, that's going to ultimately happen. That was a shutdown of mass attendance. It wasn't a shutdown of the mass. Is the mass itself that is going to be shut down? The mass itself is going to be replaced with a counterfeit mass, with an invalid mass, a mass that no Catholic uh, in conscience could ever attend because it's going to be uh, something not uh, not of Christ, not valid. It's, it's there will be no sacrament. The bread, the the bread and wine will, re, will re, remain bread and wine. There will be no transubstantiation. The words of consecration will be altered in such a manner that it will be clearly a, a, a false uh, counterfeit sacrifice. Uh, during this, the so-called pandemic, uh, there was a mass celebrated in churches, but mass attendance was not allowed. Mm. But what is going to be done is they're going to enforce a new mass on priests, which will be a false mass. That's part of the false religion, the false Gnostic Masonic religion that is designed to replace Catholicism. And they have said this since the 1800s. They were they were said it very openly that they, they want to replace the Catholic sacraments with, with Masonic sacraments. And that's what Bergoglio's reform is designed to do. And uh, they want to abolish the... Uh, uh, the monarchical papacy and uh, replace it on, with on a synodal model uh, created in the image and likeness of the Anglican Communion. Mm -hmm. So you will have 
no longer dogmatic definitions uh, infallibly defined by the Pope in Rome, uh, but you will have uh, doctrinal points uh, decided uh, by synods. Uh, you will have a, a complete a breakdown of the magisterium in in all these uh, apostate organizations that will uh, desert the church and and, uh, and separate from the Catholic Church, and we will finally see the, that the greatest uh, schism in the history of the church will soon take place, and the synod will be the occasion for that. Uh, Eric, <laughs> considering the fact that leading prelates in Europe, uh, in Luxembourg, in Belgium, in Germany, are already, uh, at, you know, chomping at the bit to change the catechism of Catholic Church, especially as regards the sixth and ninth commandment. Um, you know, that's the it sounds like what Father's saying is that that's the first thing they're going to do. They're going to say, you know, cohabitation is fine, sodomy is fine. Um, and they're they're gonna invent their new their their new religion. Yeah, no, yeah. we're we're certainly well underway to that. I wanted to point out uh, one thing Marie Jalie Jahenny put it like this. It's going to get so bad uh globally she referenced the Eucharist to being the bread of the strong. She said, you will no longer have the bread of the strong. All that you will have left is the bread of faith. This is why here at Tradcat Night many years ago, uh, kind of seeing these things on the horizon, uh, we keep to the motto of keeping your eagle's wings spread in faith and hope. It's going to get so bad, even here in America, where it's going to be it's going to be hard to find sacraments. And I know it sounds a little bit ludicrous right now, but if we follow the dark winter script and we are very much on the danger of going into martial law, where they're not only going to shut down borders due to a new pandemic or two coming, it's going to happen even in your own locale. So people who are driving like an hour to get to uh, traditional sacraments, you can forget that. I mean, maybe even over the next year or two, you can forget that idea. And this is why I have, created a church, a chapel in my basement, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, uh, get a priest into the area or whatnot. Um, one of your astute um, uh, commentators uh, just was in the chat room, and you, you, all of us, we should be picking up on this, with the mm -hmm. prospects of potentially getting little to no wheat now as a result of this war. Joan Denise in your chat room has said, no wheat, no Eucharist. Yeah. And my, I mean, that just hit me. I'm like, wow, Joe. I mean, that says it all. It's another. And we see, we don't we don't see how all this stuff kind of interconnects uh, sometimes. Uh, I did also want to point out to something that we can keep our eyes on for 2022 in the grand scheme of things. Have we forgotten about the Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi slated to be opened up before this year's over? Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, we I haven't seen too many traditionalists talking about it, but um, I saw an article last year saying they were about 25% done. And the last time I checked, they're well underway to getting this thing formalized. Uh, we all see the, the direction that this thing is going, this this Masonic mm. uh, one world uh, religion. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with uh, people talking about how Francis is dying. Is he going to be the one to actually pull the trigger? Will we get another anti-pope after that? Because Marie-Julie Jenny makes uh, mention of two successive uh, anti-popes. Uh, I believe Father Kramer and I, we discussed this on shows. I know I've discussed it with Xavier Arau. Uh, could it be Turkson? Could it be a Schoenborn? I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, folks, we truly are living in um, exciting times. And again, to kind of go back onto your point, um, uh, Mike, because I always get asked that question too, Eric, you cover, you cover this stuff on a daily basis. How do you go to sleep at night? 
And I just keep telling people, I don't consider myself a, a fear monger. I think people who are void of self-love, you're, you're excited for these times ahead. I mean, whether we die tomorrow, whether we die a week from now, a year from now, whatever, um, you know, to think that we are living in these times and that the saints before us, such as St. Therese, have argued, I wish I could live in those times. And yet your everyday tradition is kind of like, eh, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to talk about that prophecy. Or I don't want to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And I sort of get it, right? We want to stay dialed into the interior life. But our Lord said in Scripture, I think it's like Luke 21, 36, watch ye, praying always that you might find yourselves counted worthy to escape these things which are about to happen. Yeah. So he commands us to watch right? So it's watching, it's praying. And I'm just going to argue as, you know, being a Catholic, we've got to have a plan in place to know what the enemy is doing, how we're going to get around it. Um, You know, we can't get too much uh, detailed here on YouTube, but have the ability to defend yourselves. Because I want to point, make uh, one more point in regards to the planned destruction of America, two things to look for. And I covered this on my live radio show last night, folks, which got hacked. Dr. Peter McCullough came on my show. It got <laughs> hacked. We could barely talk. Peter was going crutch, uh, nuts behind the scenes saying, hey, man, they're hacking your show or whatnot. Uh, you can catch that live replay uh, on tradcatnight.org uh, this morning. Um, but a point that I made is look for two things to happen. As all of these wars are popping up, and we see us already, uh, the United States has already sent troops over to Poland, at least 7,000 troops. It may even be more at this point. Um, and there's, there's going to be another conflict over there in Asia. There'll be one down in the Middle East. We're going to start sending troops abroad. If we keep sending troops abroad, who's protecting us? Second point, look for gun control measures. Look for false flags. Oh, there was a shooting over here. There was a shooting over there. We need to get tighter on our laws on guns, uh, ammo shortage, all that kind of stuff. Like. If we become another Australia, as a father had mentioned, and, and we're all weakened, this sets up very dangerously for a, a Red Dawn scenario, which was depicted in the video game Homefront, which mm. was worked upon by a CIA agent. And the timeline uh, that they have followed from 2020 to 2030, as of right now, is on par, meaning what they described in that video game is playing out. And in the year 2022, just so you know, there's an economic collapse, there's martial law, uh, gas goes up to over $25 a, a gallon, bird flu is released, the borders are shut down. I mean, like this this is all news like that's right in front of us, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, it's depicted wow. that uh, there is a Red Dawn scenario before 2030. So I'm not suggesting like this is going to happen in the next few years per se but it is the plan there is a planned red dawn uh, scenario takeover of this country and of course europe too as well go ahead mike wow now um uh, final thoughts father in terms of you know um reacting to what eric is saying in terms of very practical things we can do to prepare uh and certain specific events that we can uh be on the lookout for at least be skeptical of your final thoughts either from practical or spiritual point of view in terms of um, navigating these times? Well, the, the war of, uh, the war that hell is waging against us is a total war. And uh, our weapon, uh, as uh, was prophesied centuries ago, Our Lady is going to save the world through this scapular and the rosary. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the world now is focused on events in Ukraine, watch for next month when they will try to slip through legislation by stealth, by treaty, 
uh, parliaments are not going to be, uh, there's going to be not be referenda uh, for, for the citizens to vote. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to be signing treaties and they're going to, uh, to prepare for this uh, release of whatever Ebola or bird flu, whatever is going to be the next uh, pandemic. Uh, they're going to have a, a legislation by treaty in force, uh, which will make vaccination mandatory. Mm-hmm. And for those who refuse it, uh, the consequences will be uh, very dire. This mm-hmm. brings to mind what our, what uh, what was revealed to Pope Pius XII. He didn't say what he saw in the vision, but he said uh, shortly after World War II, when everyone was hoping things would get better, he said, uh, mankind uh, must soon undergo such suffering such as the world has never experienced before. Mike, one last thing before uh, let you, uh, you let me go here, and I appreciate the time. Again, uh, uh, Mike will be joining uh, me as well as Anthony Stein for the Track at Night live call and radio show Sunday night, 7 to 10 p.m. So we'll uh, talk. I'm sure we're not going to talk you know, a lot about this. We want to talk about the things that Mike wants to talk about. I mean, if he wants to talk about this, it's fine. But um, So you can have an opportunity to get in a live chat as well as uh, do live call-ins. It's, it's actually like a radio show. Father Kramer is going to be on my program in a few days, actually. Uh, Father, uh, March the 9th, uh, Father is scheduled on my program. But we got Bernard Jansen, the man that was close to Father Malachi Martin, returning on the show um very shortly over the next week or two and i just wanted to mention one more thing i was recently booted off of patreon i was the latest to get the old medical misinformation uh, act so i had like <laughs> 300 videos up there featuring some of the top doctors the dr malone's the dr ten pennies uh you can now find everything internally at tradcatnight.org so i hope you do come join us and uh listen to all the podcasts and mike hey thanks uh, for all that you're doing in your service and uh, appreciate the time today yeah, thank you, and thank you both for joining, uh, Father. Uh, I want to I want to ask one final question of you, if for folks who are just now getting introduced to you and your and your uh, lengthy body of works, how can people find you, reach out, support you, uh, and learn more about uh, your uh, what you're what you're working on? Uh, well, I'm the president of the Fatima Center Service of Jesus and Mary, which is the uh, what father what was father gruner's american uh uh organization for the fatima center there was one in canada and one in the u.s and the service of jesus and mary, uh, the service the service of jesus and mary uh, is the american fatima center uh set up by that was eventually set up by father gruner uh, incorporated and father gruner became the president i'm his successor i'm the president of the service of jesus and mary we do have a website uh, it is, uh, I think, www.sjmfatimacrusade.com. And if you have any difficulty finding it, you just uh, put service of Jesus and Mary Fatima Crusade in the search as a search term, and the, the first hit will be our website. Uh, my book is available. <clears throat> my book will be available. It's just, we're just awaiting for the shipment. So the hardcover edition will be available very soon uh any day now uh maybe in a couple of weeks uh, the the soft cover is available on uh, amazon uh and you can find that very easily you go to a, a search engine and you type in on the kramer or father paul kramer or paul kramer 
uh, on the true and the false pope. And your first hit will be uh, the Amazon uh, uh, site for my book. And that will be the, the the paperback, the soft cover edition, which is a it's a good quality book. But we at Servants of Jesus and Mary will be distributing soon the hardcover edition. Good stuff. Appreciate it. So Father, I, I'm just going to bring up your uh, your website here so people can see it. See it, Servants of Jesus and Mary. I've got it scrolling across the bottom of the screen as well. SJMFatimaCrusade.com for more on Father Paul Kramer's important work. Again, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this morning. This fascinating discussion. You're both welcome back anytime. I'd love to continue this discussion and tracking uh, the uh, the the machinations of the new world order as they ruthlessly implement uh, their Freemasonic religion upon us all. Until then, thanks for watching. God bless. Mm-hmm.